0: Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynn to start winning. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy.
1: All right. Welcome in, guys. It is 412. It is 732 a.m., and it means it's time for an episode of Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall and joined by, as always, Scott Kennedy. Scott, good morning to you. Happy Tuesday. How are you doing? I'm doing
0: good getting ready for 80 degrees while I'm reading everybody talking about the snow. The snow, we actually had freezing rain on Saturday uh, that was dropping on top of the pollen that was an inch thick. And then, uh, and then it's going to be 80 today. That's why I have sinus problems and get sinus mm-hmm. infections like three times during the spring is <laughs> the 40 degrees to 80 degrees, back to 40, back to 80. It's uh, it plays hell on my
1: sinuses god man it is i could go for some 80 degrees it's cold here um but it's getting bright earlier and earlier i woke up today in a panic because i was like oh my god i'm late nope sun's getting up earlier just uh it's that, that you're normal nick you're good that's, that's, that's you're gonna be fine um well relatively speaking but yeah yeah welcome in guys building the broncos we are about two and a half weeks of the nfl draft and we got some fun draft talk today we got jordan reed's first seven round mock, so plenty of content to, to discuss there and also we have Chad Reuters mock if we get to that as well, but let's say hello to some people in the chat uh before we get really going here. Luke Wright, good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos Country. It snowed a little here in Utah. What's the weather like for you guys? Cold. It's cold and windy here. I know it snowed in Portland. And go Chelsea. Is that what's going on here? Oh, say okay, hi to James. Big cup. That's a big cup, Scott. Let's see it again. It's a 20. It's a it's a 20. I got this,
0: I got this authentic made in China at the Stamford Bridge uh, Superstore in London. So it feels authentic, even though it was made in China to me.
1: Yeah, we'll take it. You know, it's, It matters to you, and that's what counts. Brad D, coming in. Good morning, Utah. We're expecting heavy snow. Uh, good luck with that. That does not sound like the most fun. Um, I saw Portland got snowed on yesterday, which is pretty wild. But uh, stay safe, you guys. And uh, God, I do not miss scraping off my my car with snow in the morning. Do not miss that. Brad D, coming in. Good morning, Nick and Scott and football fans from Blizzard Budgeting. Are burgeoning Montana, thank you for the show, especially when the house, when we're housebound here. Oh, uh, man, it's uh, I feel for you guys. It snowed here. The thing is, when it snows in Seattle, the city really does shut down. Everybody's like, Oh man, you know, you guys are soft, whatever. A, it's a city of hills, B, the infrastructure they own, like, the city owns like three snow plows, so yeah. you are stuck.
0: You're talking about Atlanta, and, and for Atlanta, it's the same <laughs> way, except it's not the snow so much as the ice. Mm-hmm. We get ice, I mean, we get a little bit of snow. But you know, the last time it shut down the city, there's videos of of a girl ice skating in a cul-de-sac and of a four-wheel drive car sliding sideways off the road. I'm like, I don't care where you are, you're not driving in that stuff unless you're prepared for it. Nobody down here has winter tires. <laughs> My yeah. wife had had summer tires when we moved on, on a two-wheel drive when we moved to uh, we lived in New Jersey for a a two winters and we got stuck in a flat driveway. <laughs> a car would not move. It was like it was like spinning on cue balls, those things trying to move. The driveway was flat, and we just left it there for three days.
1: Woof. Uh, well, that's – I feel that. Have you ever been somewhere so cold that your car won't start? Because I've been yeah. there a few times. That's not the best either. A few, uh, the
0: longest sleet so – we had a sleet storm in, like, 83 that we missed a week of school, and that was how the first – that was, like, started on Monday. Monday – we missed Monday, the first day of school, because the buses wouldn't start. Hmm. And then the sleet hit and the sleet, it'll, it'll snap pine trees and all kinds of stuff here. So yep. it gets pretty nasty when, when it decides to, when it t- decides to go. So anyway.
1: Uh, yeah. Anyway, I do miss the know a little bit when it first Monday and after that
0: weather Let's, Tuesday,
1: weather Tuesday, <laughs> yeah, we should have saved weather Wednesday. Um, James also coming in and saying, good morning, Franklin Peterson. Good morning, everybody. Jeremy, Jeremy's in the house. Good Tuesday. Everybody EJ. Good morning. Nick and Scott in Broncos country. Brian Dunn. Good morning. Chase Wellner, morning fellows getting six inches of snow here in Montana. Ugh. Doug Freeland, good morning, everybody. Oh, my God, Brad is saying 12 to 20 inches there. Goodness Whew. gracious. Uh, Mile High Truth, happy Happy April. Uh, <laughs> Mile High Truth, hey, hey, hey. Dave Glassman with the hearts. Good to see you, Dave. Mark Schrader coming in here, I'm with sure the with, stars, the Star- with the stars. With
0: the stars, thank
1: you, Mark, for kicking us off right this morning. Uh, absolutely. Thank you so much, Mark. Looking snazzy in that suit, as always. Ryan Liston, I don't recognize his name. Good morning, Ryan. He says, good morning, from Salt Lake City, Utah. Good to see you, Eric. I recognize Eric. Good morning, y'all. Good to see you, and Jeremy Bales in the house as well. What's up, guys? Not too much, Jeremy. And Joey coming in saying, morning, guys. Last day in the country enjoying waffles with the family with your heavily, heavenly voices in the background. Oh, I don't think I'm saying. Oh, let's hear it. You've got, you got a stage. No, no, let's
0: no. See. see, that's the problem. I sing to
1: myself. Okay. That's why I don't
0: sing. Too I shy. Uh...
1: Too shy. I was in a band of a bunch of doctors back in Iowa, and none of them wanted to sing. So by default, I they eventually bullied me enough to get me to sing. And I don't I like really to think
0: I can sing, and I don't want to find out otherwise. So I sing to myself.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, don't don't let them find out you play an instrument. That's when they get you. Um, but good morning to you, Joey. Good to see you, Eric. Saying happy to be living in LA, except for gas prices. Yeah, that's hopefully they're starting to go down a little bit. Kaylee Green coming in here uh, with a picture of a pet. I think. Here I'm not gonna guess. I'm not gonna have Scott guess either, uh, because <laughs> of the the incident recently. Just yeah, I can't tell, Kalion. It looks,
0: it kind of looks like a. I don't want to say. It looks like a,
1: a Shih Tzu facing to the left. No, okay. I, I zoomed in. I zoomed in. It's uh, his head. It's somebody smoking a cigar and a bunch of smoke around the face. So all right, that looks a...
0: like it looks like the little dot of the nose facing left with the eye and then the head going yep. over like. The top like this it looks like a... Sh-
1: it's a cool picture, actually, when I zoomed <laughs> in. I made the f- screen full. i go, like, oh, there it is. All, nice. I is <laughs> All I see is a shih tzu. All I see is a shih tzu. That's normal. Uh, Man- Mandango Dan coming in. No snow here in Ecuador, but I've lived in Colorado, Montana. You can have it, absolutely. Um, Greg Smith coming in saying, good morning, Broncos, for breakfast. So, now that Greg's here, we can really get it started. Um, Jordan Reed, a uh, friend of the show. Jordan Reed has been on a few of the Building the Broncos episodes dating way back, but now he's he's Mr. Big Time, uh, an up-and-comer for ESPN, coming up on the heels of Todd McShay and Mel Kiper. Um, he had released a seven-round mock draft. And, man, first off, shout-out to Jordan Reed. The, how much time and effort it takes to do a seven-round mock draft. And you know what else? I guarantee you he had to go back and switch a bunch after that Eagles-New Orleans trade because he was working on this well before that trade came through. So first off, shout-out to Jordan Reed for that um the broncos first pick here so i'll get it first because i think, I do I think mel kiper
0: said thanks for doing it so i didn't have to
1: yeah you know, i don't the,
0: the og the og isn't like threatened by it anymore it's like this guy's taking my taking my spot the old guy's like i don't want to do this again let the young guy do it
1: yeah absolutely i mean gosh what a pain in the butt but the broncos first pick in the draft pick 64 and a dream pick honestly here uh one that I guess if Jordan Reed is projecting it, it has a possibility of happening. But somebody that does not seem like many mock drafts have falling to this to all the way to pick 64, let alone uh, all the way down the draft. I don't even see him falling to the second round, really, let alone 64. But Bernard Raymond, offensive tackle, Central Michigan, um, and Jordan Reed writes for that pick at 64. There's a chance Raymond goes much higher than this, but I see him more as a day two pick. In this situation, he'd get a chance to compete immediately at the right tackle. So Bernard Raymond, Scott, first pick here for the Broncos. I know you got a chance to see him down at the Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. Is this at all probable? Is this a realistic pick? Because I I can't imagine him being there. If, honestly, if he falls to pick 50-55, I might be calling just to see if I can go up and get him. And what's, the, what's the knock on,
0: on him, Nick? I mean, he's he's relatively new to the game. Yes, he's, he's um, raw that's, that's To me, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, uh, his 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 arm length was okay not elite if I remember right. It's bad.
1: It's it's bad. It's Yeah, I thought great. I was like, okay,
0: so that's why I might might drop him down a little bit. Um, but you know, I, I did I did like him. I, I liked I liked him. I really liked Abraham Lucas, who was still on the board. So if you get your choice between Abraham Lucas and Bernard Raymond, you're gonna be pretty happy. Um, I think that's Isaiah Thomas he's going against there. You know, good feet. You know, he's got some work to do as far as some technique, but you know, that's okay. That's what coaches are for. You know, you get him, he's probably 22, 23 years old. Uh, you're looking at, you know, a, a, the next 15 years, not the next 15 months. You know, so he's doing some, some wide, you know, wide hands and, and not staying inside. Um, But that's, that's all fixable, real fixable. I like the athleticism. uh, I like the size, I like the frame. I like the drive. I like everything about it. Um, You know, again, technique, technique needs to be worked on here. Um, but technique can be worked on. So I'd be real happy with this pick. You asked me last week um, when I said, you know, Abraham Lucas is my guy. And you said, would you take him over Bernard Raymond? I said, no, Uh, but I don't expect Raymond to be there and hope it's Raymond and not Ryman Bernard. Um, I didn't expect him to be there. And um, you know, the way we've been talking, he can sneak into the back end of the first. Now a day two Mm -hmm. pick doesn't mean the last pick of the second round. So it would be a really good pick, and, and and he's right. He'd compete at right tackle right away, right away. Mm-hmm. You'd know, you you'd expect him to be the starter by the middle of the season.
1: Yeah, no, the The other big uh, weakness, I guess, for Bernard Raymond is that he is going to be older. He's going to turn 25 years old this season, but not really something that I care about too much for the offensive tackle position. Now, if he's a running back, a wide receiver, a cornerback, that's a blinking red light. That's a flag. That's a concern. But offensive tackles, they typically don't tend to peak until – 31 32 as it is <laughs> um because it's such a skill-based position and it's one that's so dependent on it's a strength physical based. size yeah strength a based strength
0: and leverage based position which goes well into your you know you don't start losing strength as a grown man like till your 50s really i mean you you can you can be just as strong at 35 as you were at 25 yeah. your quick twitch starts going you know 29 and 30
1: injuries uh, but too. strength
0: stays with you for a long time
1: yeah, you know, who's staying with us for a long time, Jacob Foster, uh, with the support, with the the silent one, silent killer. Uh, thank you so much, Jacob, for your support. Hope you're doing well. And uh, I can tell in your picture, it's a you. I'm assuming you with your son on your shoulders there, so or your child on your shoulders. So I can see that one. But some of these ones, man, I can't. I'm
0: gonna, see, I'm gonna see show. Them. I'm gonna show everybody. Keep talking. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a picture and show okay. everybody what we see. I'll I'll share the screen on here because it's literally. <laughs> I'm sorry, Michael. I'm covering up your face.
1: Michael Ronquillo coming in. Good morning, Nick and Scott and Broncos for, for breakfast. Go Broncos. I'll say it's good morning, Broncos country. Go Broncos. Good to see you. Trevor Sandals also in the house. Good morning, Broncos. Good morning, fellas, and Broncos country. Um, Mandango dancing, almost the same elevation as Denver, where I lived for 35 years uh, out there in Ecuador. Ecuador looks like a beautiful country. Um, So, yeah, Bernard Raymond, Um, while you're getting at this, he is hasn't started for very long, coming over from Austria. He played a bunch of sports in Austria, but then didn't start playing american football until 14 years old um and at age 17 he came over and it was a foreign exchange student in michigan and uh, was a tight end the other thing also not only is he relatively raw to football he's relatively raw to offensive tackle he's had a complete body transformation where he's gone from like 240 pounds to what is he right now 303 over the last like mm-hmm. three seasons he's so trying to figure out where everything goes yeah exactly he's putting on the weight um I would absolutely adore him at pick 64. I think this is a somewhat of a pipe dream, but he's a great fit for a outside zone scheme. He's not Brian O'Neill level athlete or Samuel Cosme. Some of those better zone outside zone right tackles, but I think he's a better pass protector coming out than those guys as well. So Bernard Raymond at 64, if that happens, I will be over the moon. I'm excited about him. That's a great pick. Uh, do you have any th- any more thoughts before we uh, continue moving on here? No, like I
0: said, if I if I had the pick the, the choice of Raymond and Abraham Lucas, I'm gonna be real real happy as yeah. George Payton. You know, take take your pick, literally take your pick there, um, and I can make the case for both of those guys without um, without a problem. So just real quick, not that it matters, a little inside baseball here. When we say thumbnail, we mean thumbnail. That's uh that's my left thumb that's covering up Mike Michael's uh, Michael's picture there. So. We're looking at it, and that's what it looks like to us. So we should probably stop trying to comment on the pictures because you can't see them very well. No. Who started that
1: anyway? Probably me. Probably me. This is a harebrained <laughs> idea. Uh, the And I have the data right here, actually. he's uh, Bernard Raymond has added 60 pounds since March 2020, so almost over uh, two years and a month he's added 60 pounds to his frame. So. You hear that every year.
0: Oh, this was a former tight end. Usually they're coming out of Iowa. This is a former tight end who was recruited a three-star prospect, two-star prospect who came in at six, 225 pounds. And he's leaving at six foot three, six foot six, 310 pounds. Uh, you know, how did you miss on this guy? Well, you didn't have the patience, you know, to, to, to have him for five years. Um, so I think it makes, uh, I, I think having uh, Raymond
1: would be a, a great pick. Absolutely. that would be one of the best picks in the draft for the Broncos at that spot. Again, the un- not ideal arm length, but you're talking about a borderline, in my opinion, first-round caliber talent falling to 64. So that would be ideal. And then you'd have not only – so the other thing – let's get to Kenneth first, actually, but the um, another mm-hmm. comment about Raymond here. Uh, Kenneth, KB82, 199 super. Thank you so much, Kenneth. Uh, what do you guys think if Denver drafted David Ajabo, edge Rusher from Michigan? I'd be fine with it, but mm-hmm. we're not dealing with the complete picture here. Uh, the Broncos are going to have medical information that – um, a, if he falls to 64, that's a little bit concerning, making you think that maybe he's out for the year. There's long-term concerns, but he was a borderline top 10, top 15 level edge rusher, pass rusher uh coming out of the draft. Now he's got issues, Um, not the best run supporter right now, but his fluidity and his arm length and his ability to get after the ball. I mean, there's a lot of similarities, honest to God, to Randy Gregory. I think Randy Gregory is a little bit more juiced up than David Ojabo was coming out uh, just as far as the twitch. Goes, but I see a lot of similarities. So I, like I would have bigger, taller, taller. Okay, because Randy Gregory was like a, a pipe coming out of college. He could not keep weight on. He was like six four, but only like two thirty. So always dealed with uh, putting on weight. So definitely possible. Um, but I like Ajabo, and if he fell to pick sixty four in the Broncos, even if he didn't play next mm-hmm. season, even if he Carl didn't Richard. play next season.
0: yep. yep. Call it a red shirt. You take him and take him a red shirt. And if if you figure he should be back in a year, you get him at 64 um, on a second round contract. And in two years, you've got a top 15 pick at rusher. Yeah, I'd I'd be happy with that. Uh, In this draft, he goes at 50 to the Chiefs. So he he goes at 50 to the Chiefs. So if he were to fall to 64, um, I think that would be a,
1: a solid pick absolutely huge talent but risky medical yep uh, we don't have all the information there you know every team is going to be a little different on that but uh who knows uh peter middleton coming and saying good evening from siam reap i'm probably pronouncing that wrong but it is what it is uh, jeremy sean coming in saying doesn't doesn't adding that much weight and being a bit raw worry you a bit seems like a lot of hope in that equation at pick 64 that's probably what you're going to be talking about for all the tackles Um, unfortunately, tackles. There was just a pro football focus just put out a study showing the, uh, there's a graph showing where you can get a above average starter, an elite player, an above average starter, an average starter, or a below average player per draft or per round. And the offensive tackle and the edge rush drop is incredible Uh, (laughs) from round one to round two to round three. Uh, So yes, there are risks there, but he is good in pass protection. He is versatile and he is a really good athlete. I know that a lot of people, because of George Payton's Propensity to draft athletes. Know what Ras is now? or Ross relative mm-hmm. athletic score. And Bernard Raymond was extremely high in the relative athletic score. He tested very well. Honestly, I thought he was going to test even better than he did. But I digress. um That's that's the shake you're going to get for picking at pick 64. It's not just a second round pick. It's the last pick of the second round.
0: And I always say that skill players are born. You know, you always say, "Oh, you can't teach that." You know, that he that was mm-hmm. God given. You hear that about running backs making moves? Skill players are born. Linemen are built. So if I've got the frame. I've got the mentality, mm-hmm. uh, and I've got the athleticism. We can make a good offensive lineman. and He's got, he's got three of those, uh, and, he, and he's working on everything else. He's relatively new to the game. I always Y'all have heard me say this before. Football is an athlete's sport. It's not necessarily a skill sport. The skills are pretty easy to pick up. You don't hear somebody saying, oh, yeah, I, I picked up uh, baseball in my senior year of high school, and now I'm a starting shortstop in the major leagues. That doesn't happen. Or you know, I wasn't cutting it at at, uh, at football, so I decided to go play basketball, and now I'm in the NBA at, after college. No, it doesn't work that way. It can work the other way if you're a good enough athlete, you can play in the NFL. Um, so no, that doesn't that doesn't worry me, uh, especially for a guy. Again, we're talking about a 15 year pick. Would it worry me if he had to start tomorrow a little bit? Yeah. That might worry me a little bit. But he's he's got the the three traits. He's got all three of them that you're looking for in building an offensive line, especially at 64.
1: Yeah. And that uh, pivots here to a question for me. Do you think Bernard Raymond would start year one for the Broncos at right tackle? And you brought in Billy Turner, Tom Compton offers some floor. Calvin Anderson's going to get a shot to compete, but I think there's a good chance that Ryman week one could take over the starting spot. Um, be, you're probably gonna have a little bit more ups and downs, but I think he offers different skills, especially in the outside zone blocking scheme that Billy Turner does not have. And I could easily see that be the case or, uh, at some point in the season, he takes over. That's probably the most likely scenario. But I think Ryman's a good enough player there at 64 that I would be okay with that. And round two offensive tackles is a scary, a scary time. Um, a lot of, If you look back the last 10 years, a lot of bad picks have been round two offensive tackles. It's pretty much a round one position. But still, uh, I think he's a good player. I would be okay with him here at 64. I'd be happy, excited with him at 64, understanding the, the risk. Uh, and there's a reason that he's fallen to 64.
0: Yeah, I think he could, I think he, I think I said earlier by midseason you'd expect him to be the starter at right tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and Deandre comes in and says, would you be upset if the Broncos drafted an offensive lineman at 64? Nope. You know, we, we, in this, in this draft, you've got your choice of Abraham Lucas or Bernard. Someone look it up, please. Cause I feel like a Tungalova to, to by Loa, if we say it enough times, we'll get it right eventually different ways. So we've called them different names every time. One of these days, we'll, you know, we'll get it right at least once. <laughs>
1: I like the phrase. Uh, it's Ryman. R- our, like, uh, Ryan Ryman. Wheat. Ryman.
0: Okay. Kind of like, uh, first pitch ball, second pitch strike. Batter looks back at the umpire. That's, that was in the same place. He goes, well, I didn't miss them both then. Um, kind of, <laughs> we keep saying the same different ways. Right. No, we'd be, uh, we'd be pretty happy with, with that pick. So, uh, Patrick Habener, come on with the stars. Appreciate it. And good morning, Lawrence. Good morning. Um, but no, some of the guys, as we work our way down to uh, the Broncos' next pick that you passed on in that spot, uh, Dylan Parham, uh, interior lineman out of Memphis, I really like. Cam Thomas, edge out of San Diego State, up and down a little bit. Uh, running back, Kenneth Walker, no thanks. Sean mm-hmm. Ryan, uh, often to tackle out of UCLA. Meh. Be a guard. Ed, be a guard. Ed Ingram, interior lineman out of LSU, I do like. Uh, Darian Canard offensive line Kentucky I do like and then Abraham Lucas goes at 73 to the Colts Hmm. and then at 75 when the Denver Broncos are back on the board there's our boy Chad Muma linebacker out of Wyoming and Jordan Reed on ESPN says of this even though the Broncos brought back Josie Jewell and signed Alex Singleton to a one year deal that shouldn't stop general manager from filling depth at the second level. Muma is an instinctive linebacker who is a ball location magnet against the run. He had 125 tackles last season.
1: Yeah, no, he uh, grew up in Denver um, and is a great player. He played uh, safety, I believe, in high school. And uh, you can see that in his movement skills. I know he's not the quick twitch freak athlete that you see from a Micah Parsons or a Devin white, but that doesn't always translate to coverage ability. Honestly, that athleticism tends to translate more to pass rushing than the coverage. And we must got a very good feel for zone. I don't think there's a better zone feel, uh linebacker in this draft class and really good instincts as well. Uh, I do think that, He's not soft, but he's not a physical presence at the linebacker spot. Um, doesn't really <clears throat> blow up guys uh, meeting them in the hole. Doesn't really destroy blockers as well. But still, he is a very good player. Um, I think that seventy pick 75 for Muma falling this fall shocks me. Honestly, this is another one where it's like, are you serious? Like, I'm not even sure he's going to make it to 64. I think 64 is it within range, but 75 for a guy who I think is arguably... Th- the best coverage backer in this class. Um, you're not going to ask him to play man coverage against Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller. Guess what? You're not asking pretty much any linebacker to do that in the NFL. So quit asking for that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Chad Muma, I've 75 over the moon. I'd be super excited, uh, excited to get him in Denver.
0: All right. Now the, uh, I, I like the pick. Um, the question I always want to look at is, is, who, who did you pass over to take him? And there's some really good players that were available here. Um, I want to hit the chat here real quick. Um, Mark Schrader coming with some big stars saying mm-hmm. personally would prefer an edge at 75. So for me, if we wanted to go edge at that spot, our boy, Josh Pascal is their defensive end, edge out of Kentucky goes 77 to the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. So are you passing over Pascal to take Muma, Nick,
1: would you rather? Ah, uh, man. This is a tough one because Pascal Mm -hmm. plays a far and away, far and away, more valuable position uh, edge rusher than the off-ball linebacker. Mm -hmm. Um, But Chad Muma is, this is the area where you should be looking to take linebackers. Edge is a first round pick, a top 40 kind of pick. And linebackers, you should be taking pick 50 on uh, that kind of range typically. So this is, this is a, Really one where I don't have a strong preference either way. Just get the best player. I think mm-hmm. that we like to take Pascal because of the edge value. I think in a typical class, Pascal is probably going to go in the top 60. Um, and this year, he's falling a bit because of the depth of the edge class. Um, but I don't have a strong preference on either one. It could come down to personality, scheme fit, special teams ability, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Maybe you don't like uh, Zach Pascal's age. I think he's going to be 23 or 24 this year. Uh, because he missed a year um, battling cancer. And I think his freshman or sophomore year in Kentucky and then came back and played uh, and became a team captain and a leader there. So great player. Great story. Um, May he make but, millions and live a long, happy, healthy life. Yeah. God. Uh, still got to, still got to share that uh, commercial that he was on for the pediatric dentist. It's a classic. God, it's so funny. A um, little bit of Terry, the office linebacker vibes there, but um, I I honestly don't have a strong opinion here. I like both these guys enough here in this range that just give me the best guy. And if somebody feels one way about one or the other, I'd probably relent. I'd be like, I like them both. Give me a oh, both.
0: I'm showing some uh some low connection speed here on StreamYard okay. for some reason. I guess my gigabit Ethernet isn't fast enough for StreamYard today. Uh so hopefully everything is coming in clear. Um, mm-hmm. you also passed up uh let's see, Alec Pierce wide receiver, which makes sense but i love alec pierce um it's gonna be one of those i think down the line all the teams that pass him. well we didn't need a wide receiver yeah but you could use alec pierce when you hit about three yards three years down the line you're gonna say man i wish we would have taken him we didn't need cooper cup yeah but you wish you would have taken him uh yeah. we, we didn't we didn't need dk matcalf in the first yeah you, you wish you were on your team now though you need good um, players. leo chanel linebacker wisconsin 79 um let's see as we come back down just a little bit uh daniel Falele, offensive tackle in minnesota pittsburgh steelers that pick makes sense to me mm-hmm. um that one makes sense to me and then uh edge kingsley and egbare 87 d'angelo malone 88 another edge to the cowboys and then getting to um to jeremy's question troy anderson at number 94 to the chiefs so the Chiefs are having my draft, to, uh, to be frank about it. I would rather, I would rather have um, uh, Troy Anderson over Chad Muma. I, I think he's just when – you, when you're a conference player of the year in college at two different sides of the ball, not just a position. I mean, David Pollock, for those of you who got to watch him at Georgia, he's a freshman All-America defensive tackle. He was a three-time all a, a three-time All-American at defensive end. And then he was drafted to play outside linebacker edge in the first round. I mean, th- that's amazing. Well, this guy, I don't care. He's still playing at a high enough level to be a running an all-conference player of the year running back and linebacker. And then physically speaking, he's got Mooma beat on just about every measurable there is. So he flashed to me when I'm watching them both side by side at the senior bowl. For me, it was easily Anderson. Easily, like it wasn't really that close for me, so I would rather have Troy Anderson than Chad Muma. Um, but that's me, so we'll see, we'll see how it ends up going because uh, Jordan's got him going all the way down to 94, which is just two picks ahead of the Broncos at 96.
1: Yeah, let's get to a few of these uh chats real quick. Uh, before we keep on moving on, here Should I, fa- I flashed Ryan's comment here earlier but wanted to get to it uh ryan coming in here broncos for breakfast go broncos go chelsea morning fellas good morning to you ryan other mocks have trey mcbride at 64 thoughts and then also we have peter coming in saying tight end as biggest need good player but right tackler edge rusher needed i think he was talking about raymond was a former tight end then he transferred over to uh tackle which is a, the case for a lot of good outside zone offensive tackles they come in at they a, just the athletes position uh
0: tyron smith going back to jeremy's comment about size and this is a little different because he put on all that weight uh in college but tyron smith when i went to see him in uh out in the desert in california rancho verde or somewhere like that he was 6'5 and change and about 245 pounds the difference was he wasn't raw he'd been playing the game his whole life and he looked he was a technician i mean his base was perfect his technique was awesome but no, putting on that kind of weight, if you've got the frame to carry it, doesn't bother me. It doesn't it? Doesn't really scare me. Some of these guys don't start filling out until they get to college. Uh, a lot of them don't. Sometimes mm-hmm. you get the finished product as uh, as strength and conditioning has improved, nutrition, all that stuff. But it, that doesn't that doesn't scare me. Um, edge rusher or right tackle needed here, unless <clears throat> you wanted to talk about the tight end with McBride at sixty four. What about you know? What would you feel if you saw McBride at sixty four, Nick?
1: I would understand it. I don't think it's the best usage of resources uh, overall. I think this is not a great tight end class. And I'm looking for a tight end who is dominant in one area of the game versus a jack of all traits that I believe uh, Trey McBride to be. I want somebody who's either the best blocking tight end in the draft or somebody who's a freak athlete. Uh, so I'd rather wait. And I saw that Jelani Woods actually went at pick 63 in this draft right before the Broncos picked. So. Interesting to see that, but uh, that's just my opinion. I think that Russell Wilson, somebody asked a little bit of here. There we go. Edward saying, do you think the reason Russell Wilson doesn't throw in the middle of the field is because of his height? Partially. Um, he even talks about it. Some he looks at the uh, the angles and the hips of the defensive lineman uh, sometimes to kind of understand the angles and the throwing lanes to anticipate where guys are going to be down the field, which to me says I don't see over these guys. So I'm looking at their body language to understand the throwing lanes. So that to me, uh, again, not maybe not seen as well over the offensive line. He does have an incredibly high uh, CPOE, which is completion percentage over expected. And a big reason for that is because he's hitting harder throws down the field at a rate that many other players don't. That's the reason he's been so successful while still not using the layups uh, over the middle of the field. He's not going to completely not use the middle of the field, but the rate is typically lower. So again, I don't know if tight end is the best usage for him. I think if you're looking to maximize Russell Wilson's ability over the middle of the field, a running back might be more valuable to get bring in another strong body there um, to make teams play more guys in the box, play cover three, roll a safety down. So that way you open up. You don't have that canopy over the back end of the defense. You kind of weaken up those deep shots.
0: For a second tight end, you're probably looking for a more hybrid offensive tackle also. If you want to go heavy, you're not looking for a pass catcher. You've already got one of those. And Trey Mm -hmm. McBride's a pass catcher. I mean, he can block. Don't get me wrong. But he's – that's not his forte. You want basically the old fullback. So we could yep. use another running back. Okay, let's bring in a fullback. His, his job's to block. So I, I think you'll probably go get a, a veteran on a rookie, I mean on a veteran minimum, something like that, who comes in, who is his job is to block. Might have yep. ten catches all year. That could be your tight end too this year. But that's okay. You've got the weapons. Mm-hmm. You know yep. he's going to be the seventh option. <laughs> so you don't you don't need to put a whole lot of resources into the tight
1: end position. Yep. No, I, I agree with you. Now, if you love uh, Trey McBride and you have to have him there at 64, I get the pick. It really helps solidify the room. And again, he is really good across the board. He's a solid blocker. I wish he was a little bit bigger, but uh, again, it is what it is. He's not going to be busting seams or he's not going to be, you know, beating many NFL linebackers in a foot race um, on crossing routes, but he has a long wingspan. He catches the ball in his radius and he's a good enough blocker. So I, I would get it. I just think that the investment and the usage is probably not worth it when you can get somebody who's going to offer a similar value that's not going to be a pivot point in your offense uh, later on in the draft where you're probably not going to get an edge rusher, a defensive back, an offensive tackle of the same caliber.
0: If this was live and they just picked Trey McBride, I think it would be we would be lamenting them passing up on a couple other players that should mm-hmm. be available at that spot. Yeah,
1: probably. Um, you and I, at least. Dom coming in here saying good morning, fellows. It's great to see the boys back in the building yesterday. And we are back boys. Broncos football is back. Yep. The Broncos resuming activity there in Dove Valley yesterday. Not much information. But it's just like walkthroughs, is voluntary blah, 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 but still things are picking up steam and it's one step closer to actual real life football again, which makes me excited. Uh, Lawrence
0: Rivera coming in talking about, I trade away one of the guys who's going to be on a big contract next year. Um, who, who are your marketable pieces right now that, that you could trade like that. I mean, they that you you know Jerry. This is why we talked about Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy's about the only one that fits the bill on that. You don't want to trade him this year. No. He's got two years left on his deal. You'd want to trade him after a year in the in a in an offense run by an offensive guy with Russell Wilson as a quarterback. Get his value up. No. Uh, you have two tight ends. One of them's gone. You're not strong enough at the offensive line to be shopping an offensive lineman. Um, the defensive backs, no defensive line. No. So, you know, I don't see anybody that you would want to move this year to try and accumulate more capital. Not when you're trying to win. Now we're, we're trying to get better, yeah. not build for the future right now. We're trying to win now. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think there, there isn't anybody I'd be looking to shop to try and pick up a, a day one pick first or second round pick down the line.
1: If somebody offered me a round one pick for Jerry Judy, I'd consider it. That's but not gonna it's not going yeah, to that's, that's yep. happen. Yeah. That's not going to happen. No, No way. Yep. And the other guys you really need, and you'd be selling low on a lot of guys as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bradley Chubb, you you might get better capital letting him walk and getting a compensatory pick uh, than you would right now trading him. Uh, some names to keep an eye on maybe for moves somebody like i mean again just reading the tea leaves oh he's the guy he's working with russell wilson okay and uh lloyd cushionberry is a name that comes to mind the broncos keep bringing into your offensive linemen for visits they've signed a few in this class as well i don't think they are this uh coming in coaching staff is the biggest fans of lloyd cushionberry as a scheme fit so uh that's a name to keep an eye on maybe as potential move same with an. Uh, Natani Moody, um, another name that could be on the move as well. There's some questionable questions as far as his scheme fit, his mobility, uh, to fit in the outside zone, reach landmarks beyond that first, uh, wave of defenders. So you can get some picks for that, but we're not talking about paying studs. You're talking about, uh, guys who might not even make the roster that hopefully you can get some 2023 day three capital to helps uh, start to chip away at your lack of picks in next year's draft.
0: Yeah. And Kayleon says, uh, chubb i'd say chubb get while you can while he's healthy he's he's on the last year of his deal so you only got a third for von miller and then you spent mm-hmm. eight hundred thousand or whatever it was eight million i can't remember it was a lot yeah. to buy uh the other pick so you you gave him away you paid you paid him to go play for the rams and you got a second and third out of it and sorry but you know bradley chubb hasn't been has not been von miller so, what are you looking at? Maybe a fourth? Maybe? Maybe. A-, a healthy Bradley Chubb is worth much more to you this year, and then see where it goes from there. And then, like, like Nick said, then if he walks, you might get a third-round pick back out of it from a comp pick. So, again, there's not a lot of trade options I see on this roster right now.
1: Yep. I agree with you. You're talking about some borderline guys. But this is – the Broncos are in a window right now, right? Like, this is yep. might be – Honest to God, this is, nobody wants to hear this, but with Russell Wilson coming over right now and the Broncos not having picks in the next two draft classes, there's a reality out there how this plays out, where this is the Broncos' best chance to win a Super Bowl this season, right now. Um, so taking, trading players away and weakening your your stance, uh, your chances this season is probably not the way to go. Now, there are some fringe guys where maybe you want to not only win, but win going forward, where you can get some extra capital going forward. But still, you shouldn't be trading away star players because this is your chance. The Chiefs, I mean, even decided, a made a calculated move, but decided to fall back to the pack a little bit this year, trading Tyree Kill. The window's open. Uh, if anything, you should further go for it. Uh, but I digress. We got a long one coming in here from Lawrence Rivera. I mean, oh, that is, that's what we just did. Okay. Yep. Um, I want to say hi to Todd Smith. Morning to you, Todd. Um, Mike coming in with one of the guys that I like in this draft class, Zach Tom, big fan of me. Jeremy saying, "Listen, to Nick, I preferred Kate Outen in 115, 116, and then then McBride. That's a great pick. Uh, my favorite guy, tight end in this class, is Daniel Bellinger, but you can probably get him round six. But uh, he's weird. He's a really good blocker. Uh, most of his routes were like one or two yards beyond the line of scrimmage, so you you're doing a lot of projecting as far as his ability as receiver. But I'm betting on the traits and the the value uh, proposition of getting a tight end with that athletic and frame round six. I think that's those are the kind of guys that I like to bet on um, at that position." Casey coming in saying, morning, guys, go Broncos. I yeah. think we're going to have an awesome season. Uh, Cassie, excuse me. I'm um, going to have an awesome season with the guys we have this year. Absolutely, Cassie. Hello to you. Good morning. And absolutely, it's going to be, I can't guarantee how the Broncos season is going to play out, but I can guarantee we're going to have a lot of fun. I think yep. that's the biggest and, uh, thing. For I the first time said, in a while. She's
0: calling the Denver and Browns in the AFC Championship game this year. I said it first. It's going to remind me of the early 80s, back in my youth, watching yeah. the fumble and the drive reverse, in reverse order. Yeah, good times for Broncos fans. Not so good for this Cleveland-based Kennedy
1: family. <laughs> I would love to beat the tar out of the Browns. Um, get some, get some stuff going on there, uh, and also, oh, did I click it again? Did you accidentally click it? Again? I was All right, clicking it off. Well, let's keep going.
0: It. See, you're sightseeing driving again.
1: Um, Jeremy coming in also one or two yard routes, who was Bellinger's offensive coordinator, Shermer San Diego state runs a like power run game. Uh, so they have a very weird offense. He runs the ball out West. What are you talking about? What did this happen? Diego. I mean, there's the reason you remember De- Pomfrey, I think he was like the all-time leading runner in college football, whatever San Diego state like runs a weird offense that nobody in those kind of, uh, divisions are doing it. It's kind of nobody like when you
0: West of Austin, Texas plays any and runs the ball.
1: Uh, Utah, also, that's another team that comes to mind.
0: That's oh, a power I'm teasing, I'm yeah, teasing yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, let's, um,
1: let's move on to uh, yeah. the next pick, Nick 96. This is a really good pick here for the Broncos as well. Somebody that I am not personally as high on, but uh, still, I think it's a good pick here for the Broncos. Nick Benito coming in at pick 96. Um, and Jordan Reed, whose mock draft we're going over right now, says the Broncos could get a steal in Benito, who could develop into an asset off edge and multiple front system. I like Benito here at this pick. I think at 64 it's too early given his skill set, uh, but he is a like like Jordan said, a versatile player. Twitchy, not very big. He's much more of a finesse. Is he is he coming down and attacking, uh, blitzing, or is he going to drop into coverage kind of player? He's essentially what a lot of people want Malik Reed to be, but much much twitchier, much more explosive, and a very good player. Just gets after it. Uh, again, only six three two forty eight. Um, four five eight, four five four forty. This it's fine. Um, he's an agile athlete, uh, not a physical one. I am a little bit worried that he's only ever going to be a designated pass rusher, uh, because you don't want him blocking or uh, excuse me setting the edge on first and second down. And I don't think his frame can really add much more strength or mass. So that concerns me a bit. But you're talking about a guy who can drop into coverage, can get after the passer at 96 overall. That that's fine with me. You know we're. we're there's a reason he falls to 96. That's a fine player there.
0: Yeah, like you said, if it, it, I'm a little you said I'm a little bit worried about him being
1: just a designated pass rusher
0: at 96, if he can play 15 and get a sack a game, he can make a lot of money. Yeah. Um so I, I'd be okay with that one. Um and again, his he is a fluid athlete. You look at his mm-hmm. three cone at 707 and his shuttle at 423 with a 10 foot broad jump. At 6'3", 240 pounds, he's a, he's a really good athlete. So you've got something there at four, five, four, uh, 240 pounds, you you could mold this guy. And again, if you got just a designated pass rusher out of your third-round pick, you'd be pretty happy. So I, I like the pick here at Edge. I also like Justin coming in with the stars. It feels like a newer name to me. So welcome, Justin. Appreciate you being here. And thank you for the support. Hope you're in, uh, enjoying
1: your time. Yeah, thank you so much, Justin. We appreciate you. And I think I would recognize that name if uh, if that one came in before. So thank you so much, Justin. Um, And EJ saying, Nick Benito is a speed rusher. Reminds me of Malik Reed. We need higher upside. Maybe he's much more explosive than Mm -hmm. Malik Reed. And he's better in space than Malik Reed. It's like you went from like, let's say Malik Reed is a five out of 10. Nick Benito is probably a 7.5 out of 10.
0: So looking, looking at the rest of the board, he had Troy Anderson going at 94. That would, that would hurt. Uh, if I'm sitting there at 96 going, Oh my God, Troy Anderson's still on the board. And I didn't already take Muma, Yeah. I'd be like, Troy Anderson's there, two more picks. And then it'd be like the chiefs, the God. chiefs. Why? <laughs> and uh, you know, what are they going to do with him? They got, they got, was it Bolton last year? They got Bolton and they got Willie Gay jr. Um, yeah. So, but... uh, you know, strength on strength. You can, I, I think Anderson's good enough. You can move him all over the place. You know, I don't think he's strictly an inside guy. You can, you can use him in a variety of ways uh, just before that Max Mitchell offensive tackle 95 to the Bengals, not a fan. Uh, th- it, that's a pick that I don't see is going to help them a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You look at uh, Nick Benito at 96. So you start looking at some of the players that went after wide receiver uh, Carson strong finally goes to the saints. That's not a bad spot for him. Um, uh, Majai Sanders edge from uh, Cincinnati. Now that that actually ends up being a good question because if Sanders is still on the board, Would you rather have him or Benito?
1: Ah, man. I think I'd rather have Benito because I see a little bit more versatility in different avenues to win where Sanders, I think he's a little stiff in his hips and not the most, uh, he has the strength issues that Benito has without the coverage ability. Um, and I really like the, simulated pressures that you can get with Benito as well is he coming is he going is he dropping into a hook zone is he dropping into the flat um getting a little bit of chaos up there with uh the blitzes with the giro evero so i'm again i'm not as big on uh, my jay sanders as a lot of people um so i probably do actually lean Benito here
0: um good morning anthony and i i i would be okay with that one too um i like either one of them in the third um, but good morning, Anthony from ESPN country, in Bristol, Connecticut. And then obvious, uh, is asking about Sam Williams. Mm-hmm. What about the old Miss edge guy? Forgot his name, Sam Williams. Where is he projected to go? He's up and down all over the place because he's got some off the field concerns. Could we take him with our first pick? If you are satisfied with the off the field concerns, he would be a steal at 64. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, then he's off your board. So, yep. uh, you know, where are you willing to take him? Uh, let me go. Let me bring up. I, I mean, Sam Williams was one of my favorite players at the Senior Bowl, period. Uh, I look like I froze up. Am I still in here? You're, you look frozen. Oh, now you're not frozen. There you are. Um, so, again, this guy looks like a safety, and then he's 260 pounds. I think that's Darius Kennard he's got going right there. You know, just dips under him, just beats him with pure speed. I like the way he uses his hands on this next play coming off the edge. That was a swim move. There's Max Mitchell. There's the guy that's going to get Burrow killed if you take him in the third. Another one uh, coming off the left edge here, and you know just blows up that play and then comes back and you know is still able to make a tackle. So, yeah, if uh, yeah, he can play, there's there's no doubt about it. So, but is he on your board? That's where it, that's what it comes down to.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, he's, God, it's it's hard to say from where we sit, uh, mm-hmm. right? Like with his, he has this battery that was dismissed, but, you know, there's a lot of money to be made. And that's always, you know, just because it's dismissed doesn't mean that it didn't happen. And the NFL teams are going to do a lot of digging to try to find at what point is the risk worth the reward. And he plays the edge rusher spot. He's really talented. Somebody's going to take a swing on him in day two of the draft. I've got zero doubt on that. Um, but you're gonna have to parse through that, and every team's gonna have to. Every team's gonna have a little bit different levels of what is palatable for them. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. you talk about the Browns earlier. Maybe the Browns want to take him because obviously they have different levels of what's palatable as far even just the PR side of things. So, um, well, it used to player. be all those guys either ended up in in
0: Cincinnati or Dallas, Dallas, or, or yeah. the Raiders. You know, the or guys the that were questionable character types ended up in in those places. um chiefs as well excuse me i don't know if that's gonna be the case anymore um but uh you know moving down the list here uh we've got back-to-back picks in the fourth at 115 and 116 you're gonna have to help me with these guys nick you've gone a little deeper than i have on these josh Uh, williams one fifteen. the denver broncos take joshua williams cornerback fayetteville Mm -hmm. state and running back uh tyler algier from byu uh what are your thoughts there
1: uh, Joshua Williams, Fayetteville state. I'll be honest with you. I have not watched much Fayetteville state football. I haven't got my hands on that tape, but uh, he's a long cornerback, uh, six, two, six, three with a 33 inch arm length, uh, 78 and a, qu- and a quarter arm length or a wingspan 4'5, 140. uh, played a variety of techniques and coverages zone and man at Fayetteville state and pretty good ball skills, former wide receiver as well. Converted to cornerback as well. You can probably tell based on the body type. Um, I think Dane Brugler has him as a third round value. So to get him here is fine. Um, he's going to have to add strength to his frame and probably work a little bit on his tackling. But still, that you're talking about taking a guy who, at a cornerback in the fourth round, probably isn't going to see the field very much for the Broncos year one, gets a redshirt season, go run and tackle on special teams. And uh, we'll see you next year probably when you can move on from Ronald Darby's contract and you'll be competing with somebody like Michael Ojemudia or another cornerback out there. But uh, that's that's a solid pick for them there. And Tyler Algier, he is a little bit like Royce Freeman to me. Um, Good size, good balance, but it takes him a little bit to get anywhere uh, going. He's just a little bit of a plotter. But that said, round four, that body type uh, doesn't take many negative yardage runs either. I think that's a fine pick there. Maybe a little early. I'd want to see what other running backs are available, uh, given he's not dynamic at all, uh, in my opinion. But he's somebody who, if if you put a, a... if you put light boxes up against him constantly, he will make you pay, and he'll turn out yards. So that's kind of what you want there. I like it. I like him a good bit. Um, good player. Almost nothing in the pass game, but because of his body type and his size, the fact that he can be back there as a play action threat and make teams respect that is enough for me in the pass game.
0: There are several players that I'm interested in that went just after these picks. Uh, Otito Ogbonia. The big 330 pound nose guard from UCLA, who's at the senior bowl, goes one seventeen mm-hmm. to the Jets, the pick right after. Um, Jesse Lucetta, the edge out of Penn State's not a bad player. 121. Oh my goodness. JT Woods. How much of you hear me talk about JT Woods? A lot. All right. JT Woods goes 121 to the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs. Um i already said it once. I'll say it again. The Chiefs are having my draft right now. Um, And then uh, let's see. And then I know one of your guys, cornerback Sam Houston State, Zion McCollum, 124 to the Eagles. So if all of those players are available uh, in that that area, and again, I don't know enough about those other two guys to match needs. I don't know that I'd go running back there with those other guys available. Yes, I do. I know I wouldn't go running back there with those other guys available. Um, But... That doesn't mean that the kid from Fayetteville State isn't a great player. I just don't know much about him.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely. I'm um, The one that gets me here on this uh, draft, Zion column going off just a little bit later. Uh, let me see. Going to Philly at 124. That's, I think I'd prefer Zion McCollum on the athleticism there, although he does not have the arm length uh, that Joshua Williams has, but a uh, freak athlete, versatile, could probably play cornerback, nickel, safety, et cetera, et cetera, with the athleticism there, good ball skills. So That's one I like a little bit more, but uh, still uh, taking a cornerback here that's fine value. And Tyler Algier, I don't mind it, I don't hate it, but it should be okay. Um, and Mark Schrader saying, Casey must be following you, Scott. Scott's actually or Jordan this or
0: Jordan is no Jordan, Jordan's just got good, good taste in guys.
1: I like this guy, yeah. Jordan Jordan puts in the work, former uh, quarterback at a god, he's played somewhere in North Carolina, um, but good player. Um we have a uh, Sonya come in and say I have a trade proposal. Denzel Ward for Bradley Chubb. LOL. <laughs> oh man. Um I that's a hard one because both players have been injured. And I think one Denzel Ward went four and Bradley Chubb five in that draft. So would be an interesting, you know, that does that sliding doors uh, was the sh- the movie where you know things happen differently in life. It could have been Denzel Ward for the Broncos at five in a different reality. Um, but I don't mind either of these picks, uh, especially with how the Broncos have done so far in the draft. So let's keep it moving here. We get uh, the, the Bronco-
0: Denver yep. Broncos via Detroit and Denver. So I guess they moved that one back and forth a few times. Select Alante Taylor, cornerback
1: safety, defensive back out of Tennessee. I love it. I love Elante Taylor. Um, Great pick here, physical player. He's probably going to have to learn to trust his technique a little bit, can get a little grabby, a little skinny, a little small. But if you're playing off coverage, um, he's a great fit there. I think he can play slot, although he hasn't done very much in the SEC to date and could be a safety convert as well. Uh, I think he's got special teams ability, given his physicality, plays with a little bit of reckless abandon. So I'm a big fan of Elante Taylor. He's been one of my favorite players. The Broncos took him at pick. 96 I would have zero issue with it so the fact that he's going all the way down here at pick uh, whatever it is is uh, a okay with me a big fan
0: Uh, a couple players I like that are right here in the same neighborhood Uh, if I wanted to go running back I like Rashad White out of uh, Arizona State he goes 147 to the Giants Uh, let me see Amari Barno at this at this part at this part uh, edge out of Virginia Tech goes 154 to the Eagles He's quick as can be. He's got the tools. You're looking for tools, guys. I mean, he could be a guy that comes off the edge to block field goals. Uh, you're looking for guys with traits. He is super quick. Uh, might not be a bad pick. And then I uh, actually like 164 to the Raiders offensive tackle Spencer Burford. So if I wanted to try and, and add another player, I think he's a I think he's a really good player. If I wanted to try and add another lineman to the room, uh, he is available in this pick. So again there's some guys this is a deep draft so uh and then damian pierce running back 169 to the titans mm-hmm. so again I, I said a few minutes ago i know i wouldn't take a running back in that spot i just said why there's there's other guys i i, I that i would actually prefer that were available 30 picks later
1: yeah yeah and uh, i was looking for i taylor here in uh Dane Brugler's mock draft uh, draft guide. And he's listed as a safety here. Um, over, number 10 overall safety is a late round three grade. And uh, I would be like I said, I'd be over the moon with this pick. This one, I would take Elante Taylor before I'd take Joshua Williams based on what I've seen and know about these guys. So flip those two guys there and this draft is looking more reasonable to me. So I don't, I have no issue with it. I really like Elante Taylor a lot. Versatile. I think he's a great scheme fit. Any tackles, which God bless I need, I need my cornerbacks to be physical enough to tackle so I can play more cornerbacks without having to worry about them getting killed in the quick pass game or the run game.
0: Lawrence says, I know it's a Broncos mop, but can we do a first two rounds for every team? Not today, but someday. Um, thanks for the stars again, Lawrence. Yeah, we'll last year, just getting started, we went the week of the draft, we went every day. Um, we'll probably do that again this week. If, if at least add Friday. We'll be on it. Nick and I will be on somewhere every day, the week of the draft, whether it's my channel or on here. And we can, uh, I think, I think by then we'll have a good enough idea of the other team's needs and what they're possibly doing. Cause that's where you start messing up. You know, like you start at the beginning, you're like, uh, I like sauce Gardner to the Panthers. Well, they took a first round guy last year that was hurt. I'm like, see, didn't know that. Uh, now I do. So a little more experience, a little more knowledge makes it better down the line. Mm -hmm. Um, which makes it hard for guys like, you know, um, Daniel Jeremiah, these national guys to try and know the needs of every team, but that is their job. That's what they do all day long. At least they should be. So, yeah, I think we can pull something like that off. And Chris Hernandez coming in with a little love with a little stars. So appreciate you. Thank you very much, Chris.
1: Thank you so much, Chris. We appreciate you. Uh, next pick for the Broncos. 152. Yusef Corker safety from Kentucky, uh, physical player, good tackler, um,
0: yeah, I totally looked over that one, Nick. Sorry.
1: No, it's okay. Yousef Cork- Corker, the next one. Oh, um, he's, he's not been... on uh, Tankathon. Hmm. Tankathon well, does needs... not list
0: this as a Broncos pick.
1: I was curious about that one um, as well. Like, why is that pick here? I think that was a mistake. I think this is a pick the Broncos actually sent over to the Seahawks. But okay. I digress. Still, it's a player that we should talk about. Us Corker, um, really good coming downhill and tackling. Not really the biggest athlete ever. And he's a little bit tight, um, but I think he's going be a pretty good special teams player. You're talking about a fifth round safety here. Um, I really like the overall aggressiveness. Uh, sometimes he comes downhill a little bit out of control. But again, he because of his size, he plays with reckless abandon. And I think you have a really good special teams ability with him as well, which is what you're looking for at this point in the draft. And George Payton has said as such, you know, looking at day three in the draft, are you drafting for special teams? Yes. Yes, I am. So that's a player here that you need to consider for the Broncos, even though you already have Jamar Johnson, you have P.J. Locke. Those guys should be competing for a roster spot, let alone playing time. Yusef Corker comes in younger, another year of cost control, maybe going to kick one of those guys out.
0: There's And then going – so I'm not going to spend too much time on that pick because I don't know that even works there, Nick. Um, mm-hmm. So i want to go down to uh, 207. And uh, the pick for 207 for – actually, it says 207, then he's got him – with the Broncos at 206. Either way. Uh, Jean Delance, mm-hmm. uh, offensive tackle, Florida. Uh, some of the other players that were in this round, there's some really good players of still available in round six, uh, including Jatire Carter, guard from Southern. I really like Matt Walesco out of North Dakota, is all the way down in the sixth. Um, you're reserve. Uru- how do you say his name? a okay. ZK. Rike? Aruza Rike, thank you. Aruza Rike, I'll have that right. Uh 188 to the Jags. Braxton Jones, Southern Utah, uh to Washington at 189. Um, John Ridgway, big nose guard, 330 pound nose guard from Arkansas to the Saints at 194. And then scrolling down, and we get to the Denver Broncos. They took uh they took DeLance offensive tackle from Florida.
1: Yeah. I really like uh, John Delance. He has like thirty-six inch arm length or something crazy. He's not the biggest. Wow, a body. He's yeah, he's up and grabbing onto the the the, the hoop. He's yeah. Well, even his feet. Yeah, he is super long, a little bit stiff, a little bit short, but uh, I really like his ability. Um, he because of his arm length, he can engage early with pass rushers. And I actually thought he gave Will Anderson, um, one of the better games that Will Anderson saw this year. And if you guys don't know Will Anderson yet. You will. Uh, he's mm-hmm. going to be a top five pick next year in the draft. Ed Rushmore from University of Alabama. Where's number thirty one? Honest to God, if I was uh, in his family, I'd be like, Will, you should probably sit out this season. You don't need to show anything else. Um, you should protect yourself. Well, they're they're allowed to get paid now. Yeah, you know, but, so he could sign. A, I mean, he could
0: sign a deal that you know he could get a seven figure deal. Yeah. That is worth. It's like okay, now now go earn it. But it's not nearly the risk that it was when he yeah. can earn really really good money. Uh, playing now so it, do- it doesn't I wouldn't advocate for that as much as I used to but I still say it's you know a uh, some sort of labor violation to say, you know restriction of trade or something to make yeah. these guys not especially with a monopoly like the NFL to not be able to go play somewhere
1: yeah no, absolutely. And Jacob Foster coming back in with the support. Thank you so much, Jacob. But I really like John DeLance. Um, good player here. Also, Andrew Lampy. I like that too. Morning and all. Just wanted to pop in and give my support. We'll watch later. Thank you guys for all the hard work and keeping me in the know. Uh, thank you very much for the support, Andrew. We appreciate you. Um, but I really like John DeLance. I am um, I was shocked he did not get invited to the combine, uh, given his tape and ability. Um, again, he's a little bit shorter for the position. Probably, I think he's just under 6'4", which is a concern, but... The length, the ability to engage with players, um, I would be very excited to get him in the Broncos round six, uh, especially after getting um, Sean, uh, excuse me, Bernard Ryman at 64. Now you get another guy that could probably be a, I guess, let's just call it kind of the, oh, how would I describe it? A redshirt year, a guy who's probably going to be more so getting the what's the practice squad his first season that's that's great and if even even if he only becomes a developmental kind of player i'm i'm totally okay with that so andrew and ethan coming in coming in on the show
0: late thank you for the support my friend um both of y'all hit the youtube um the youtube page and if you have any questions after you watch later put it put them into the youtube page i scroll through there at least within 12 to 24 hours after sometimes sooner Depending on what I'm doing in the day, and, and I'll make sure I'll hit any questions you have on those about guys, and uh, if, if it's for Nick, I'll I'll, I'll send a link to Nick to Nick as well. Um, love y'all. Wouldn't be here without you, everybody. Yeah. So um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have this last pick brought to you by the DWI guys and Ethan, coming from London, and let's see that pick is pick two thirty three, and. It's got the uh, the Denver Broncos taking Dane Belton, safety from this little place in the cornfields I've heard of, uh, Iowa, the Iowa Hawkeyes. So that's a shout out to uh, to Nick Kendall from his friend Jordan Reed.
1: Man, I am shocked to see Dane Belton going this low. Um, if anything, I'm offended because Dane Belton is better than this, um, and I typically try to guard myself against this. But I think Dane Belton's a player that is going to go in the f- early. Uh, day three of the draft. He's versatile. He had five interceptions last year in the Big Ten. His ball skills are great, and uh, he's a good tackler. Now he's a little bit young to the position, and the big thing with Dane Belton is that he almost exclusively played the slot. So there's not much, there's not many reps of him playing deep, playing too high, coming downfield, uh, and filling and being a run defender or a rallying to the yards after catch kind of pass game. So that's a concern with him. But just because he didn't do it doesn't mean he can't. He tested like a very good athlete at the combine. I think he had a RAS relative athletic score. That was like 9.3 um, physical player. You have to be a physical player to play that star backer position, which what is a star backer? A star backer is a kind of a new age position in the NFL right now, where instead of these small Bryce Callahan type of cornerbacks, um, because of offenses are using bigger bodies at the slot position in today's NFL, you need a bigger body to defend it. Um it's an old to, school
0: Rover. Yep, I mean it's, it, it's not it, they they it's not necessarily new school. It's it's old school. Yeah, they call it the star, the tiger, the wildcat. They call it all kinds of different things, and it's basically a
1: freelance, bigger, strong safety. Yep, uh, ye, not always bigger. Um, for the Broncos. specific, I guess they are bigger because they're playing close to the line well, of scrimmage. Again,
0: it's more like a a, a, a rover. It's a it's yeah. a, a free roaming strong safety type.
1: Yep, yeah, it's a lot of bl- blurred lines here with positionless football getting more and more. Uh. I guess applicable across the NFL, but you want somebody with some length that can hang in the quick pass game and the zone read, and can not get you know destroyed versus a uh, six foot two, two hundred and twenty pound essentially move tight end that's now playing the slot across the league um, <laughs> right now. I mean, like the Wes Welkers, the Cole Beasley's, the Brandon Stokely's, those types, those types of bodies are getting less and less used in the slot by a lot of teams across the NFL. Because defenses are not respecting um, the blocking game, the run game. So they're playing ten, they're playing quarter. They're playing uh, dime personnel versus teams that are using the small slots there um, and treating that tight end even as a pass catcher. So teams are looking for bigger bodies there to take on that, to make teams pay for playing so light on defense and playing light boxes. Dane Belton played almost exclusively the slot at Iowa. Some high, some box as well. Uh, some single high or two high and some boxes as well. Very good tackler, good ball skills. Tested great. I, I would be I would be so happy to get him here. I, I would mocking him to the Broncos at 115 or 116, honestly, and thinking that's probably about the area that I expect him to go. So great pick for the Broncos here. I was a little bit shocked he came out this season. I thought he would probably spend another year at Iowa. But, again, very good player. If you go back and watch his interceptions this last year, you can see the ball skills, the processing, et cetera, that he has. He's a playmaker on the football. So really again, like him. shouldn't have to declare. They shouldn't yeah. have
0: to. Treat really it like no. baseball.
1: Let baseball draft whoever the hell
0: they want to. And baseball has to convince the guy to give up college. Yep. Put the the risk on the billion-dollar business. But they don't want the risk when they can put it on the individual. He shouldn't have to declare. There's my little end of the rant for that. Uh, And real quick, before we get out of here, Eric says, where did the punter from San Diego State get drafted in this mock? Matt Ariza, he went – let me see. I just had it. He went in the fifth round, and now Mm. I can't find him again. Punter, 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 punter. Oh, well, I can't find it. He went in the fifth round to the Bills at 168. So they'll never use him. <laughs> Best job in the world. Best yeah. job in the world.
1: Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, we're going to get on out of here. Um, hopefully, you guys like that mock draft. So just kind of going over it again. This is Jordan Reed's mock draft. He had this is off the top of my head. So if I can trip up here, um, I apologize. But the Broncos going at pick 64. Bernard Raymond R- Ryman, uh, offensive tackle from Central Michigan, 75. Chad Muma, linebacker from Wyoming, pick 96 was Nick Benito. Nick Benito, edge rusher/slash linebacker from Oklahoma. Then you had 115 and one sixteen was Joshua Williams, cornerback from Fayetteville State, and uh the D- Tyler Algier, uh running back from BYU. Um, kind of a little bit of Discrepancy here with what picks the Broncos have in the fifth round, but he had two here. One of these picks the Broncos don't have, but the 145 Alante Taylor and 152 Yusef Corker. Alante Taylor, cornerback from Tennessee. Yusef Corker, safety from Kentucky. Uh, Then in the sixth round, he had the Broncos going John Delance, offensive tackle from Florida. In the seventh round, Dane Belton, safety, University of Iowa. So good, good, good. draft overall. Um, I, I'd be excited about that draft. And, uh, I got no complaints really. Um, some of the a couple of those guys maybe flipped them around. Um, what was your favorite pick of that? Let's before we get on out of here. Mine was Alante Taylor. Um, I absolutely love his versatility. I love his physicality. I think he can play all three defensive back spots. Dane Belton getting in that light too. It seems like an obvious one for me, but I really like Alante Taylor a heck of a lot. I think it's a great scheme fit.
0: My favorite pick. I think he'd be pretty happy with the first pick. on Ryman, offensive tackle, Central Michigan. You know, if I've been, I've been you know, pounding the, the, the table for Abraham Lucas. And you asked me last week, would you take Ryman over Lucas? I said, yeah. So the guy who I think should be there was you chose somebody better than him. That's a win. That's a yeah. win.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I see Kayleon saying, Hey Nick, I'm gonna hit you up on Twitter uh, hit up Chad because I make no, none of those calls <laughs> kick it on up to the boss, man. I have no idea. Um, But thank you guys so much. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter. Uh, make sure you're following Scott is at Scott Kennedy. I am at Nick Kendall M H H also be following us at huddle up pod, as well as at mile high huddle. If you're on Facebook, make sure you join our Facebook communities at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle, as well as facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. And please subscribe, like, and share to our channel on YouTube, smash the thumbs up the like button. We got a care reacts coming in here from Dave Glassman. Thank you so much, Dave. Um, over on this side of things, if you guys haven't done so yet, please do so. Uh, Scott, what's the rest of your day looking like? champions league baby uh so three o'clock that's why i'm I'm, I'm all chelsea'd out um
0: the champions league it's the final eight and champions league is a little like college football if the the conferences never played anyone else other than within conference except in one tournament and that's what makes it kind of cool so and they play two games and they add up the score so the first game real madrid won three to one at chelsea so it doesn't look good for the blues but they're only down two goals they, if they win by two, then they get to keep playing. They'll go to extra time and maybe penalty kicks. So got to win by two today. Game's at 3 o'clock and should be on CBS.
1: Hmm. All right. Well. Eastern. Good, 3 o'clock Eastern. Good luck, Chelsea. Um, as everyone's saying here, have a great day, everyone. Great show, as always. And uh, click that thumbs up on the way out. We will see you guys tomorrow over on Scott's channel. Uh, maybe breaking down this mock again, but on the... Uh, the falcon side of things and just the top 10
0: too we'll look we'll look at the at the higher levels and some maybe some trade candidates and the fact that you know the the some of the talk about the quarterbacks you know moving into the top 10 for this and i think his first quarterback was taken at 19 um Mm -hmm. you know so it was there's so much there's so many reasons not to want a quarterback in the first round in in the top 15 right now uh and this is just another example of that Yep. (sighs)
1: Absolutely. It's that kind of draft. Um, All right, guys. Well, we will see you tomorrow. Everyone stay safe. Choose kindness. Choose compassion. Go Broncos.
0: Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country.